Photography Festival. Expose Art. Exposure Photography Festival. Pulse 95. Live at Expo Center Sharjah. We are back here live from Expo Center Sharjah. This is Aisha Al-Mazmi with me, uh, um, Rania Saadi, Hani Balqis, and the fantastic Dimitri Belarkov. How are you doing? Not too bad. <laughs> That's, that's still a good thing. That still sounds very positive. <laughs> yeah, given the fact that we have pandemia and mm -hmm. crisis in my industry and uh, basically against all the odds, I'm here with you. Mm -hmm, exactly. This so is interesting that he's talking yeah. about this. You said crisis in my industry. Mm -hmm. That's right. What yeah. is exactly, how, how has the, the pandemic affected your industry? Well, zero assignments, basically. Zero assignments? Zero assignments and huh. uh, apart from this, uh, it's very difficult to travel because you have to uh, to do 55 tests across 55 <laughs> confirmations mm -hmm. and then you have to uh, reconfirm everything with your family and oh. you know when when I went to Armenia last year to cover the uh, uh, battle between um, Turkey um, backed Azerbaijan and yes. uh, yeah, yeah. Russia backed right. Armenia I had a really difficult discussion with my wife and she said, okay, if you die there, don't complain. You know, <laughs> I'm not receiving, I'm not paying for repatriation <laughs> of your body, you yeah. know. Well, humor is like coffee, it needs to be black, but um, it's tough, it's yeah. tough because mm -hmm. uh, I have to calculate all the risks and uh, I usually calculated uh, my risks like who I travel with, why do I go there, what am I going to get if I go there, is mm -hmm. it worth it, uh, how dangerous is it, A, B, C, D. And now on top of everything this, I have to calculate how high is the risk that I'm going to get infected. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Absolutely. And how high is the risk that I'm not going to get this infection to my family. I have mm. three mm -hmm. kids, so I really have to think very hard. Mm. And my wife has parents and uh, nobody wants to, to, you know, widespread this infection. Absolutely. That's right. Yes, but I want to take us, you know, before the pandemic, all the way even before 1997, where you started becoming a professional photographer before that when did you actually pick up a um, oh, that's camera a that's a funny story uh, actually um, I was a Soviet boy I was a Soviet soldier and uh, I used to occupy Baltic republics I started in Latvia and I continued in Estonia and uh, my job was uh, at the first year I was a military translator and uh, then I was a uh, a service operator at the um, radio intelligence. There's nothing exciting really. We would be like supervising what the NATO planes pilots were talking about. So, hmm. and uh, at the end of this everything, there was a stable Soviet tradition that every sol Soviet soldier was just about to be discharged, basically demobilized, was supposed to bring home a nicely handcrafted album mm. and uh, it would be called a Dembilsky album, that's what it is in Russian, an album of a discharger, right? Mm -hmm. And of course such an album was supposed to contain some photographs, so who would produce the photographs? Me and my friend, a fine Latvian guy, Yuri, he had a Soviet camera Zenit and he suggested I use it. I, I never used a photo camera before. Mm -hmm. It was a quite a heavy thing and um, I played it and uh, of course most of my pictures were terrible out of focus you know badly composed and they were like really really simplistic me and this track me and this tank you know this kind of crap but uh, as I look at them even 30 years later I, I still find some 
naive admiration, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! And sometimes, from time to time, we write each other with Yuri. We still are in touch, mm -hmm. and you remember this, you know, yeah, it was like mm -hmm. real fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now. You documented the Chechen war from 1999 all the way to 2007, and obviously you talked about how you faced some censorship and restrictions. Can you go and talk about what kind of restrictions and censorship you faced as a photojournalist? Well, I covered seven conflicts, large and small, and Chechnya was the first one that was like kind of first baptism of fire. And um, yes, um, through the course of the first campaign, it was relatively easy. It was like real pleasure to work with the Chechens because they would provide us access and uh, for, for them at that period of time the journalists were like a holy cow you know the mm -hmm. expression but the second campaign everything has changed uh, I did manage to to do the uh, Chechen rebels as well but there was like a, an exception and uh, mainly I covered the situation from the civilian side and from the Russian army side and that's where you were inevitably coming across some uh, stupid stupid people and uh, who, who who had no idea no understanding no clue how for the journalist is supposed to work I had mm -hmm. a long-standing argument with the head of the army press center based in Mozdok which was like a massive Russian army base in uh, in Ossetian Republic and uh, he openly said to me you gonna photograph only what I show you I said excuse me I'm gonna photograph everything I see and I can see it important mm -hmm. so no that's not gonna work blah 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 so I mean sometimes you you find um, an open mind sometimes but that's it's a question of relationships as you and I understand everything in his life is about relationships if you have relations right. you can get anywhere right so uh, little by little working in the field as we say working in the field you uh, come over an interesting character and you talk to him, you spend time with him, you drink with him, you know, and all that. You socialize yes. and uh, mm -hmm. that helps you to um, establish relationships which grow into friendships sometimes. So one of the most precious contacts I, I developed was a, a guy who was a commander of one of the uh, really well-known Russian special forces and uh, somebody named Yuri uh, he's a veteran and he's retired now a pensioner who trusted me a lot and um, at the day when um, the uh, Beslan school massacre emerged I just had to make one phone call because I knew that his unit was embed with the FSB anti-terrorist unit. They were mm -hmm. like a backup force. Mm -hmm. So I made a phone call and said, Yuri, is that okay if I join your guys? He said, sure, it's history. Mm -hmm. So thanks to this, I, I've had, um, I've been granted access no other journalist would have. I was right beside sniping pairs, right, right with Alf and Wimpel, just 50 feet from the school, from the gym. Now you've been several times to Syria covering various stories. What were you covering in Syria? Um, I wouldn't claim that I covered this war extensively, but I think I understood the conflict. I, I traveled first time in 2012, then I came back in 2016, and then I, I, I've had a fantastic assignment for Stern magazine in 2017. And uh, that was really rewarding. And, um, you know, I understood how how hopeless it is, how, how failed country it is, unfortunately. And uh, I have no illusions about uh, um, uh, about you know the uh, the the regime side. Uh, I only covered it from the regime side. But on the other hand, 
the um, the other side also is not inspiring and um, basically it was really 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 depressing i just can't see how it will be improved and dimitri out of all the endeavors you've been on which one do you think was the turning point in your career bislan definitely bislan what happened the the school massacre okay. the school massacre so Why? that was like well first of all uh, i have taken um exceptionally exclusive um, series of pictures of mm -hmm. that little girl who was thrown out of the window and uh, who crawled back to the gym driven by the instinct to reunite with her mother and um, after seven days of exhausting search we found her and she was alive so it was uh, like really emotionally I think that I've had two two days of happiness true complete happiness in my life oh, that wow. was the first day when we found that girl and we knew wow. that she was alive her name is Aida Sidakova she's 20 now she's a real beauty and uh, we are in touch and the second day when my daughter was born yeah mm -hmm. wow. amazing and are you in touch with a lot of your subjects as well like the people you've spoken not with to? a lot not with a lot but I, I, I try uh, I do hold uh, friendly relationships with some of the Chechens uh, with mm -hmm. victims of Beslan terrorist attack um, I stay in touch with one really amazing guy uh, um, an archaeologist from uh, Syria um, and uh, I also have tons of friends in uh, in uh, both on both sides of this Ukrainian conflict mm -hmm. it is important it is super important this is also something that we've also heard from other photographers as well that we've spoken to that they would sometimes even uh, go back to speak to them after a while also to do like a second part to their project just to see how they're doing and also to inform the world of what is happening after many years and do you find yourself doing that as well like do you want to go back and uh, you know speak to those people and cover their uh, whatever they their living conditions in the current present time look i wouldn't like to create um false idea that yes of course i would be prepared to go back because go back how mm. there are no funds there are no more assignments mm -hmm. you have no idea probably how difficult the situation is what was happening um, until 2008 um, the industry was booming and we had plenty of assignments so we traveled and they were covering all our expenses but it's no longer there mm -hmm. you 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 just don't rely on this so all you can do is apply for grants but there's never enough of grants or you apply for sponsorship but there's never enough of sponsorships like last year i managed to travel to armenia thanks to a prominent armenian oligarch who mm -hmm. was interested in my presence in armenia and he said okay i will cover cover all your expenses basically mm -hmm. and then I have been very lucky to catch an assignment from Human Rights Watch because I was there they didn't yeah. have to pay my flight my stay you know mm -hmm. everything has been already covered so it's important to 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 continue to do these things and uh, I, I really desire to stay in this profession but uh, it's it's getting basically close to impossible so if 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 there are people who are interested to have hard-working horses like us to continue to do what we do then maybe they can pay a visit to my exhibition yeah, by some absolutely. of my prints. <laughs> Actually this is in, this is interesting to point out because before we were speaking with you uh, a little bit ago we were speaking with uh, Paula Bronstein mm. the American photojournalist yes. and it was interesting to see you when you were walking in and she was leaving the studio 
you were speaking with her and you brought in her book. You bought her uh, her photo book, Afghanistan Between Hope and Fear. So I want to get yeah. your insight on um, how has your journey been here at Expo 2021? Um, Anything you like this is in the particular? First, this is the first time I'm here in the Emirates and uh, I was thrilled with the um, invitation and um, I, I really have to say that level of hospitality is amazing. Level of organization of everything is like superb. I, I have never seen anything that kind. Mm. It's just perfect, uber perfect. Wow. My wife is very jealous because <laughs> it's uh, nearly... She's back home right now? Yeah, she's back home. It's mm. minus 18 and uh, it's heavy snow. <laughs> yeah, I know big it's really it's a big change of weather. Yeah, no. and uh, you know, I take it personally, I take this as a, a little bit um, elated, delayed reward for everything I've I been through yeah. in the Ukraine. Because the exhibition is about Ukraine. Yes. Please go and see it. it Today is the last day. Yes. Yeah, so where is yeah. your, uh, the exhibition located for every, anyone listening who wants to come down to the Sharjah Expo Center? Mm. Yeah. So uh, I want to ask you one final question. Yeah. What do you think is next for you? What's the next project? Do you have anything your eyes on or you're waiting for something to happen? First of all, um, I have a project in mind on Armenia, but that's entirely depends if I have sponsorship. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next project is uh, I, I have to calculate many years ahead and uh, I, I started thinking like in 2025 mm. we are looming to 80th anniversary of World War II mm -hmm. and it's time to think about um, an original project but that's once again entirely depends on where we are in terms of money. Hopefully you will get funded and uh, we will see more of your work. Extraordinary photographs, Dimitri. Thank you so much thank for coming you. on the show with us. Thank you for inviting. Thank you for ours. being here and thank you for also sharing a very uh, sobering point of view of being a photographer because we're not, again, we always hear that maybe if you try your best you will get to it. But also there are them some aspects that are much difficult such as, you know, getting grants and well getting access to those places where you can cover all kinds of topics. So once again, thank you so much, Dimitri, for being with us. Yeah, you know this expression, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm, interesting. He's I been giving that. us a lot of uh, words of wisdom ever since he got on, he got on this show. That's not what, that's not what my wife thinks. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much, Dimitri. I bet she is a very lucky woman. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you for joining us. We're going to be taking one last break before we wrap up for the end of our covering of the Exposure, Exposure 2021. Yes. So stay tuned for that and much more right here on Pulse 95. 95.